What's up? Welcome to the My Friends Are Cool podcast. My name is Alec, and I feel like I have some pretty cool friends in my life. And I want to share as many of them with the podcast world as I can. So each episode is going to have a different friend of mine on talking about the coolest thing in my life, themselves. So let's go ahead and get into this episode. What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of My Friends Are Cool. Um, my name is Alec, and I get to talk to pretty awesome people on a week-to-week basis, except last week, uh, you know, Labor Day, all that good stuff. Um, I just didn't get it. I wasn't able to record an episode. So uh, this is by far the earliest I have ever recorded an episode at clocking in at 8.25 a.m. on the day of its release. So when you guys hear this, if you listen to it on today, Wednesday the 15th, it was recorded this morning. Um, But that is how it goes. Um, And so the guest that I have on is someone that I have wanted to have on. If you refer back to Hope's episode at the beginning of the summer, you will recall I said something about someone that was supposed to be on that suddenly was not able to. And that was Miss Amber Warren. Um, And so I finally get to have Amber on. I'm super excited. Amber, how are you doing? I'm good. Yeah. So you're just telling me that your kids were late because. Okay. Well, I didn't expect to broadcast that to like (laughs) the whole like world. But just to say, I did have like a three year strong streak in one minute messed me up one minute one minute and they had to go they had to go get a tardy slip for one minute yeah no grace public schools man Mm. see when you're homeschooled you're never tardy or late or uh, you know you're always there not gonna lie if my kids were homeschooled um (laughs) they would probably not amount to much if i had Mm. to teach them fair 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 uh i mean actually that's not fair amber you are incredible you would figure out a way to homeschool them well i don't know you haven't seen me and my son (laughs) try to do homework together Uh, well now that that i could understand um i know when i homeschooled i basically told my mom yes you can school me from over there i will do the rest myself um and uh, it was great it was great because when she tried to come in it just didn't work um so but amber um i would love for you to just kind of give the people a rundown of who you are and um you know how you got to where you are now this question's always so weird because it's like um I think I'm a cool person. Oh, so, I agree. Like <laughs> trying to get other people, you know, I think I should like to see that. Well, I think I should preface this with like I started hanging out with the Long Hollow student staff uh, back in January. That's when I started coming around. That's when Grant went on staff. Amber, you were the first person that I was like, oh, she's awesome. Um, and it all stemmed back to a conversation that we had at a coffee shop that we both randomly were at. Um, that I don't know if is best to put on the airways. <laughs> we just both had some mutual like frustrations, concerns, confusions about similar paths that we had walked through in different parts of life. Um, and so it was just cool because I didn't think anyone else around here, one, would share uh, what I thought or what I saw, but two, had gone through those things. So all that to say, yes, Amber, you are super cool, which is why you're on the episode or why you're on the podcast. So. Thank you. And I mean, basically, it was, you know, a we were offered a Kool-Aid that we both decided to dump out. <laughs> yes. It was like, mm, this smells fishy. Going to toss this out. Um, so, but, you know, before you got to that point, like, um, you know, I just give the people your like quick rundown of whatever version of your story you want to share. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So I was a wild child. Not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I was 
high school Amber and church Amber. So mm. definitely live that double life. Okay. And did it pretty well. Like, yeah. this is not something to brag about, <laughs> but I'm a really good liar. Ooh, okay. Like, I could used to look people straight in the eye and lie to them, and they'd mm. have no idea. Um, so, like, deception games, oh, like Mafia, yeah, were like... like, so good at it. <laughs> like, that it is terrifying. scares me how good I was at it, and I pray every day that my kids like are not good at it yeah <laughs> so far so good right, right 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 um but no definitely lived a double life mm-hmm. um my mom was an addict so i just blamed all of my like bad stuff i did on her yeah. and have it like i didn't take any um i didn't take any of the blame for anything that i did right. but also i didn't think it was wrong either like i was like well i go to church like yeah I love Jesus, and I'm doing air quotes right yeah. now. Y'all can't see me. Uh, but I would drink, party, like date, guy after guy after guy. Mm-hmm. I was never without somebody, right? Which showed a lot about my self worth. Looking back, obviously, right? Um, and then I don't know, like my senior year, I was, just, I just decided I was like, I'm gonna live for Jesus. Just and randomly, or just, or did the I Lord mean, just like? I had a lot of people at church, yeah. That literally saved my life yeah really poured into me and like fought for me and fought on my behalf yeah um and every time i messed up they just kind of like took me back in Mm -hmm. so it was a huge part of them Mm -hmm. but i did it for them like it wasn't a me thing it was a this will make them really happy right right right. so i was gonna make them really happy yeah so i decided to go to a christian college Mm. because i was like there won't be any sin there Because it's a Christian college. Like, no lie. That is exactly what I thought. Right. You just picked, I want to say you probably picked the worst that you could have, especially in that time. Like, it's gotten better. But, and and just to be very clear, I am not talking about Union University. Union has its own things, but Union University is an incredible college. There are others that I know about that I have experienced. And so, anyways, I just want to make it very clear to my listeners that Union University is a great school. And if you are considering it, go there. This is is not the school we're talking about. The school we're talking about, we will keep quiet. So, anyways, go ahead. Yes. So, um, decided, you know, that's where I'm going to go and I got accepted. It's the only college I applied to. My guidance counselor thought I was nuts. (laughs) Um, but I got accepted with a red flag because I decided to tell the truth about my testimony. Like, Uh, you know, like I was like, why lie? Right. So I like was accepted with a red flag. Did they tell you you had a red flag? Oh yeah. Somebody called and was like, you're, you're accepted, but with a red flag. And I'm like, can we work on the wording? Here? I know. I'm like, gosh, <laughs> give me a scarlet letter before I walk on campus. But went there and I mean, the night before I went, like mm-hmm. I was with a guy and stayed up late with my friends and mm-hmm. I was probably the last person that needed to go right. to Christian college. Right. Like <laughs> But I went anyways. Right. And honestly, I'll say like I made great friends there. Yeah. And I did learn a lot. But the guys that I encountered and some of the people I encountered, mm-hmm. I will say, treated me worse than anybody mm. that I'd ever encountered that wasn't a believer. Right. Like, the guys there made me believe that since they were godly men in leadership, that whatever they wanted to do, mm-hmm. it was okay. Because, like, they love Jesus. Right. And if they love Jesus, like, then this couldn't be wrong. Right. So, my first semester, I got put on probation. Mm. shocker yes (laughs) so and that just kind of started this whole 
I had to have a mentor and all these stipulations. Right. Like they told me I couldn't date for a semester. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I, I'm, I'm laughing because like what school is like going to, s- that, never mind, never mind. Keep going. Keep going. And the thing <laughs> is, is I didn't date. I just went on lots of dates. Uh, I didn't have a boyfriend. Correct. So, you know, you got to find the loopholes. Right. Which right. I was great at. Right. Um, But I will say the biggest thing was my mentor. Mm-hmm. Like she was a godsend mm-hmm. and is still in my life today and still pours into me. I think we both have had, inter- like I had an interaction with her too, correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And she very much like helped me figure out a lot because i remember you saying the name and i made the dot connected the dots i was like holy cow because i wasn't supposed to have a conversation with her when i did i was supposed to be with like her counterpart in the office and um when i had the kind she was like she just blessed me with these words i was like that that was a word from god um and she's a rock star so yes she is i mean i still call her Mm -hmm. mama g Mm -hmm. and you know, I still call her husband. Yeah. You know, Daddy Dean Smith. Right. So, I mean, still to this day, like, they love and pour into me. And she was exactly what I needed because, like, she would look me straight in the face and be like, girl. Yeah. And, like, bless me out. Yeah. But in the name of Jesus, she would just be like, right. you got a lot going on. Right. Like, there are some deep-rooted issues here. We need to talk. Yeah. Like, one of my favorite memories is I decided I was going to go get a lip ring. <laughs> like... Random night, I right. was gonna go get a lip ring, and I walked in her office, and there were like fifteen other people in there, and she was like, "Everybody leave except for Amber," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my gosh, what did I do?" And she goes, "What is that?" I was like, "A lip ring," like I really thought I was like getting in some big trouble, and she's right. like, "Why'd you do that?" And I was like, "I really don't have an answer." Like <laughs> <laughs> it was a spur of the moment thing, but she just had that. I mean, she, I allowed her to have that to speak into my life and be like, Hey, don't go do those things when you're struggling with something. Like, let's talk, let's look at the word and stuff like that. And I mean, hindsight, I wasn't a believer at the time. So, I mean, when I would do things, Mm -hmm. I don't really have a reason. Like, I mean, I just did them because I wanted to. Right. Like, I didn't care about consequences. Right. So when did, when did that like, Con- conversion happened when when did the lord like get a hold of you and be like hey you need me you don't have me like and i want to be with you i want to have a relationship with you yeah honestly it started um before i became a believer like yeah. i heard the lord one morning which is so crazy like um because some people believe like jesus can't say things to you if you're not a believer right. but i don't believe that like he draws you to himself when you're not a believer. Right. Um, this is awful. Um, I woke up beside a guy. Mm. Um, and I just heard God say, like, you are worth more. Mm. Like, you are worth more to me. Yeah. Like, as a person. Like, you don't have to do this. Right. Like, this is not where you find your worth. Mm-hmm. Like, you are more. And yeah. I was like, huh. They taught that in church, like, all my life. But I had never felt that like right. I, there was always this void I was trying to fill yeah so like that day I decided okay like I'm gonna take dating more seriously I'm gonna take my life more seriously I'm not gonna kiss anybody else because let's be for real Amber can't handle nothing right so like I made a promise like that day and I started like digging into the word more mm-hmm. and all that not saying I was perfect but I did I started digging into the word 
and stuff like that. And um, then I met my now husband, Bobby. Mm-hmm. And like our third date, I was like, hey, I can't kiss you unless you marry me. I just kind of like blurted it out. <laughs> I'm like, you don't have to marry me and we don't have to go on any more dates. Like, I just want you to know, like, don't try to kiss me. Wow. And he'll tell you, he was like, you were so weird and awkward. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I have to blurt it out because like, if you try to kiss me, that's going to be weirder. Right. Um. So spoiler alert, he stuck around. Right. We had our first kiss on our wedding day. Nice. Um. But honestly, I came to Jesus like after I was on staff at a church mm. for like eight months. Gotcha. I was at summer camp watching yeah. all these kids like give their life to Christ. And I was like, I never did that because I wanted to. Right. Like I did it because other people wanted me to, and I wanted to make them happy. Right. And it was like 3 a.m., and I was in my cabin. Yeah. And I was like, Jesus, I don't, I don't know you in my heart. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, that's when I, she's in, into my heart. And then at Camp Share, along with, like, all the... <laughs> All the students, here comes Amber getting <laughs> baptized. <laughs> that is incredible, though. Yeah. Um, thank you for sharing all of that. Yeah. So I usually wait to ask this question, like, further down. Uh, but, I mean, it's just kind of opened up to it. So what would you, if you could go back and tell, you know, we'll start with, like, junior year, Amber. Like, hey, get this through your thick head. Like, understand that if you knew this or if you understood this lesson, life is going to be a lot better and a lot easier for you. Well, I'm prepared for this answer because, well, how to write myself a letter in counseling, which Mm. I hate writing myself letters in counseling, and my counselor knows it, but I learned the most from it. I think the biggest thing I would look back on myself and say is, like, this this is temporary. Yeah. Like, your mom going through addiction, your Mm -hmm. mom going to rehab, um, and I'd already started to deal with, like, mental health and Mm -hmm. depression and self-injury and just didn't see a mm. way out nor did I want to see into the future and right. I think the biggest thing I would tell myself is like listen to the godly ladies that love you and are telling you and speaking truth into your life yeah and take it as truth for yourself yeah like I think if I would have made that turning point in high school mm-hmm. things would have been totally different I'm yeah. not mad or ashamed of my past anymore because it's who I am right but I also think I could have saved myself a ton of heartache yeah. and very poor decisions if I just would have stinking listened. Right. No, that's, that's, yeah, I feel that of just like if I had listened or if I had just really just opened my eyes to the idiot I was being, you know? Um, so no, that's good. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so I do, you kind of hinted at a couple things and you're, it's perfect cause you're wearing one of the shirts, but like, I see you have the Twala on all the time. Um, and for those young listeners, um, that may not know what Twala is, it is an acronym for to write love on our arms and you have a ton of stuff, um, by them. Um, and so I would love for you to just give you the space one to explain what Twala is when it started. Because I remember it started, what, what, 15 years ago? No, 10 years ago? It was like 2006. Okay. So 15. It was 2005, 2006. Because I found them my freshman year of high school, and that's when they were just starting. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So, so yeah. Anyways, it's an organization. I would love for you to share what it is and then why you love them so much. Yeah. Um, the organization, it's grown so big. Um, yeah. 
but their main focus is to help people with addiction, with mental illness, with depression, anxiety, you know, bipolar, eating disorders, like all of those things. And it's an open space for everybody. I know as Christians, sometimes we get so hung up on, was it a Christian organization? Is Mm -hmm. it this? Is it this? Is it this? And I'm like, you have to get somebody help. Yeah. first before they can even listen to any kind of truth whatsoever yeah. about themselves. I'm like, it can't be just limited to. Right. And I mean, they do have a community for the LGBTQ because mm-hmm. the church hasn't done a great job like mm-hmm. loving that community. So um, they launched this tool about two years ago, mm-hmm. a resource tool, and they have sent thousands of people through counseling. Mm-hmm. They have sent thousands of people to go get professional institutionalized help not like you know loony bin help right but like real help like that's their goal that's their mission that's why they sell merch that's why they travel around the world yeah that's why you know some really big names have joined with them yeah. even some christian artists yeah um and their story all started with them loving one girl for mm-hmm. 72 hours mm-hmm. um the way the church is supposed to love people mm-hmm. so she could get the help she needed yeah yeah, and so the to write love on her arms. Um, why why is that the title? It's the title because um, without getting like too like graphic or like right. inappropriate or whatever, um, the girl had carved f up into her arm mm. because she was at her wit's end, like she was ready to kill herself, right. and they found that. So they wanted to cover that story with mm. love. Mm. So it started with. You know, a girl who self-injured, mm-hmm. used drugs, all of this stuff, and they wanted to rewrite her story. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, Amber, I think it would be cool just with your story and then with that in mind, and this is kind of not what I expected it, but I like that this is the direction we're going. Um, what would you say to any guys or girls um, that are listening, that are struggling with depression, anxiety, um, self-harm, things like that. They're just like, I don't know where to go. Um, they may be believers. They may not be just like, what would you say to those listeners? Yeah. Um, I think for me is first, like you're not alone. And I know that's such a flippant statement, but I saw this, um, thing the other day where people poured out white rice and then poured out black rice in Mm -hmm. the middle of it. And they're like one in four people struggle with some sort of like mental illness Mm. or um, depression, all of that. And they started picking up, you know, just random pieces and putting them in circles, Mm. your friends and family, your colleagues, you know, stuff like that. And there were black pieces of rice in all the circles. Right. So it's first knowing that you're not alone. And two, it's knowing that asking for help is strong, not weak. Mm. Um, because it does take a lot of courage to admit that, you know, you're struggling. Yeah. And like, I know that money can be an issue for a lot of people because sometimes like your mental health is expensive. Yeah. It shouldn't be, but I'm not going to get on my like political soapbox about it. Right. Uh, but I would go to the To Write Love on Our Arms website because they do have a resource tool yeah. for everyone. Yeah. It's not just marketed for one person. Right. And they have scholarships and they truly do want to partner with people to get help. Right. I'd also say, like, talk to a close friend. Mm-hmm. Like, I have um, a friend here in the office, Carrie, mm-hmm. who I can go sit at her desk and be like, look, today is an awful crappy day. Yeah. And I'm in the dumps. Like, yeah. 
I just need you to, you know, pray for me. Mm. But even for those that aren't believers, like there's still help to be found. Yeah. Like I find my hope in Jesus. Yeah. But there are also other avenues. Like I don't want unbelievers to think that there can never be, right. you know, hope found. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's good. Um, so would you say like, oh, I'm trying to figure out, cause like I, I personally have not like gone through this struggle. And so it's, it's always interesting, not in like a, oh, like I'm really fascinated, but more of like, I don't know, you know, me being a helper, um, cause I have a friend that is like, has kind of talked to me about, um, different things like that. And I have to fight the like, well, let's do this, this, and this, like, let me help fix you type deal. So for someone that like, for the person that has someone come to them and it's like, Hey, I'm struggling with a depression. I'm struggling with anxiety. I, I don't know what to do. And what is like the most helpful thing that that person can do? Because I feel like that's the other half. So it's like, there's the coin and there's two sides of it. There's the one side of like people that are struggling, don't want to talk. But then there's the other side of like, when they do talk, people don't know what to do because the general person is not equipped and doesn't, hasn't been educated on what to do because it's like, if someone's like, I'm struggling with depression, it's like, Oh, well, the suicide watch. It's like, well, that's not necessarily the case. Like what that, that's, that is at the end of a spectrum. Like this is just a struggle that some people have. We all have different fights. And so, um, how can someone be helpful for someone that's struggling with any of these mental illnesses? I would say first and foremost, listen, Mm. like listen to everything they have to say, start to finish, no questions, Mm. like let them have a safe place to talk. Like safe places are so important for people to have. And then I'd also say like, as a friend, like do some research, Yeah. like do some research on your own, find some resources, like look into those and don't be afraid to ask questions. Like don't be afraid to say like, have you thought about hurting yourself? Mm. Like, and that's not like, Hey, do you have a suicide plan? What is it? Like it's, Hey, have you thought about these things? And uh, a thing I like to do with students a lot is, Hey, name three lies you're battling right now. Mm. Um, And a lot of times it is connected to self-worth and different things. Not every time. And then we try to find a truth to combat that lie. And also like just sitting and trying to help make plans. Like, okay, when you start feeling like this, what are some things that you generally enjoy? Mm. For me, it's writing. Yeah. So like, I know I can get my words down on a piece of paper and that's, that's going to help me. Yeah. So it's just being willing to like do the hard work with them yeah. and listen to them and go off their lead, but also knowing when to step in and say, Hey, like you need professional help. Yeah. I'm your friend. I love you. I support you. But the best thing for you is yeah. to let a professional step in. Right. And that's something that like, I want to make very clear to anyone listening. I very much agree with that. If you've listened to Zach's episode, Matt's up. Matt Olafson's episode and now this one you know that like I very much agree with that of like we I made the statement before we trust medical doctors when it comes to everything except our mental health and then at that point it's like mm, especially down in the south which I'm in we're in Tennessee right now so we're in our culture it's like well now you're just sad you, you, you don't need help you're just sad and it's like no that's a very uneducated thing to say 
because like this is a very serious real issue that we are fighting on a day-to-day basis millennials i i, I don't want to say it's just millennials and gen z but it's seen the most there i would definitely say that there are the the baby boomers and um and uh, what's gen x um that they also struggle with it but they just are never i've just it's a very rare case i think to see a gen x be like hey I'm struggling with this. I need to go seek out help. Oh, absolutely. Like my grandmother is one of the most godly women I know. And still like when we have conversations about it, just the way she was brought up and raised, yeah. like it was a, you don't talk about this. Like right. it's a, it was a very like taboo subject. So yeah. like when I did have to go and be hospitalized and stuff, and I remember calling her and just weeping yeah, and being the godly, perfect grandmother that she is, she's like, I don't understand it but I love you. Mm-hmm. I was there the day you were born and I'm going to be there for you every day after. Yeah. Um, so I don't think that generation quite understands it. And I don't even think some pastors understand it. Like, right. I mean, I've heard pastors say, well, you have sin somewhere in your life. Mm-hmm. And if you deal with that sin, like you're going to get better. Yeah. And I just want it to punch them in the face. Right. I'm not going to lie. Right. Um, and I mean, I've had pastors threaten, you know, well, I'm going to call CPS on your parents because you're hurting yourself. And it's just like you have to right. take those statements with a grain of salt. Right. Like it's a real mental issue. Just like you wouldn't tell a cancer patient, right. well, you have sin in your life. If you get rid of your sin, like your cancer will go away. Right. <laughs> like, no. what? No. No. Yeah, no. And I think it's the also just know like any believers or, or non-believers, like you are not – you, because of the struggle you have, that does not define who you are. Um, just because you're struggling with this and maybe someone else is not, doesn't mean that person's not struggling with something. I mean, it's, it's, it's just this weird, like, it's like we don't see that depression and anxiety as a, as a battle. And it's like very much a battle, just like, you know, other people struggle with, with pride or struggle with, um, you know, sexual sin or, you know, whatever we can go down the list of, we all struggle with something and it just looks different for different people. And, you know, I, and I don't want to say like, don't go to your pastors, like go to your, like, yes, if you're in a, if you are in a local church and you're submitted to the authority of that local church, go, go to your pastors. They, the Lord has appointed them to you. If they give you a response like that, then understand like they, they were not equipped for that. And like, and I hope, and I pray that as I say this, like if you do go, like I know here at Long Hollow, our staff is awesome in the sense of like, if students come forward and say that, it's like, all right, cool. Like we have people here that we want to get you connected with. Um, and, you know, and so just know that like pastors were not, were not qui- equipped or called to do that portion of like member care. Like they're, they're there to be there. They're there to listen but I mean, like pastors are not like they're not they have not specialized themselves in mental health training. And there are people that have. And so, like, I want to just be very clear. If you are struggling, seek out someone that has taken the time and paid the money and done the work to be specialized in that kind of care. I would agree with that. And like if you do run into a pastor mm-hmm. that has that negative, you know, comeback, they're a person they are flawed like they are gonna say things that are wrong you can't put them on such a high pedestal that you're like well that one person said that so I'm walking away because I'm damaged goods and stuff no like yeah I mean they're people just like everyone else Mm -hmm. and 
just because they don't understand it doesn't mean that you can't get help. Right. You're just not going to get it from them. Right. And that's the thing, like, you know, if, and it's really cool that we're kind of talking about this because you even mentioned something earlier and I'm like, that's wild that we're talking about rehab tonight. So any students that are listening, any long haul students that are listening, spoiler alert, talking about rehab tonight, but rehab is in the lineage of Jesus and rehab was quite literally a prostitute. She sold herself for money and like literally all self-worth had to be out the window, but the Lord still used her one to save the Israelite or to advance the Israelite nation, but two to continue the bloodline of Jesus. And she, if you go look, I don't know which, if it's Matthew or John, I want to say it's probably John. I don't know which lineage it is um, in the, one of the gospels, but you can go look Rahab, the prostitute, her name is literally Rahab. The prostitute is in the lineage of Jesus. So there is no such thing as I am too damaged for Jesus or I am too damaged for church because if there's anyone in that lineage that is too damaged, it would be Rahab. Um, or I mean, even more so probably David, but David's a whole nother thing. Um, and, (laughs) and so, but it's still like, you go look at the lineage, the people that got to Jesus, all are sinful, broken people that have messed up and failed. Like, and that's just the cool part about the Old Testament that I love that we're going through the cover to cover series because it's yeah. So I'm really excited for for Rahab tonight. Um, and so, but Amber, we just have a couple more minutes. And so, um, man, Amber, what what makes you cool? You think you're cool? I think you're cool. Hopefully, by the time people get done listening, they see how like cool you are. And um, so, what what makes you cool? I don't like. Maybe not so much as like cool, but like approachable. I yeah. do have purple hair. You guys you can't see that. And it's like not the ugly purple. It is like. the perfect TCU purple. I don't know if you meant to do that, but I appreciate it. It's a great purple. So go you ahead. You can think it's TCU purple. That's fine. And you got rainbow um, everything. Yes, I do have rainbow everything. I have tattoos. Like my biggest thing is as I don't fit the normal mm. Christian mold, which That's is true. completely fine with me. Yeah. Um, I want to be a safe place for all people. Yeah. And I think Jesus went out into the community and yeah. was all things to all people. And he spent way more time with the tax collectors, yeah. the sinners, the people that would have thought were lower than. Yeah. So I want people to look at me and get a sense of, oh, well, I can talk to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I was at Target yesterday mm-hmm. and my buddy, like, that checks me out all the time. Like, we always strike up a conversation. We always have fun together. Like, right. he knows I work at the church and stuff. He invited me to Pride because he felt comfortable enough with me as a person that he would ask me that question, even knowing, like, hey, I work at a church. I do right. all these things. Like, and he'll tell me, he's like, when I first saw you with that purple hair and those tattoos, I just felt like I could talk to you. Mm-hmm. And I've had way more positive interactions because of the hair and tattoos right. than negative. Yeah. Because I've been asked before, like, what do you think is business professional? Mm. And I was like, well, I have just known that my appearance has never gotten in the way of my ministry. Mm. So I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Like I'm going to keep being an open space to all people. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't care who you are, what you struggle with. Yeah. Anything like that. Like I think everybody deserves a safe place. Yeah. Yeah. And just to clarify, you said he invited you to pride. Oh yeah. Okay. Which which means I'm assuming it means like 
What what is that? I'll just let you explain it. Okay. Pride is a big LGBTQ okay. event. Cool. Um, that uh, comes to Nashville every year. Cool. That's what um, I thought. I just wanted to make sure. Like I, w- I didn't want to stumble and sound stupid, so I wanted to. Yes, and um, a lot of people would like frown at that and look down at that and be like, yeah. "Well, why didn't you tell him right then?" It says in Leviticus or yeah. whatever. Like, no, like you have to build a relationship with somebody and build yeah. that groundwork before yeah. you can speak any kind of truth right. into their life like that. Right. And Jesus does the transforming. Yeah. I don't. I'm called to love them. I'm called to speak truth yeah. when it comes time to speak truth. Um, but Jesus does the transformation. Right. Well, and it's just like that weird thing. Church people are like, we're like, especially with the LGBTQ community, it's like, well, they've got to know that they're going to hell if they continue to be gay. It's like, yeah, but do you know that like you could continue to go to hell if you are as prideful and stuck up as you are, you know, like, and, and this, it's just wild, but it's just like, you know, if I walked up to you and was like, Hey, you're watching porn every night, you're going to hell. Is that going to be helpful? No, it's no. not. Like and I'm probably going to feel bad about myself and then go do that because that is what I have, you know, in my mind created as a, as a safe spot. Right. Yeah. So, um, no, that's good. Amber, I think, I think that that's true. You have, um, really become a safe place for a lot of students. I know there wasn't a single intern this summer that was like, oh, I don't, Amber is a terrible person to go talk to. Everyone loved coming to your cubicle. It's cause you have a giant beanbag, um, that, you know, all the other interns shared. I, I never shared the beanbag with anyone else. <laughs> Amber in the office yesterday was like, yeah, all the interns are over here and they would, you know, they would share it. And I was like, um, because I was, just remember, the only guy intern um, outside of Carson, but Carson was always out and about, never in, the, in these offices. Um, and I was just like, um, I did not share a beanbag with the, any other intern. Just need to make that clear. Yes, it was um, the girls. Just the girls. <laughs> so, Amber, this was a ton of fun. Um, I did truly believe you when you said we could do a before Christ and after Christ, Amber. Um, and so I feel like we did a good mix of both. Um, and so I am so glad you finally got to be on. Thank you for being on. No, thank you for having me. It's been a long time coming. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been, it's been a ton of fun. And I think this is going to be a helpful tool for a lot of people. Um, and so, uh, you did send out a email the other day with different hotlines. Um, I would love for you to just, uh, with the theme of like all that we've talked about, share those numbers or websites, whatever you want to share just real quick. Um, well, thank you for putting me on my, oh, on sorry. the spot without my cue card. You want me to pull up the email? Um, but I will say you can find every single resource, um, on the to write love on our arms mm. page. Yes. Um, they have a full resource page. You can also, um, go to Google and whatever state you're in, you can find your crisis hotline number that fits mm. your state yes also so i got them here i'll mm-hmm. put them in the I'll, I'll try and put i'll copy and paste these in the description for the yeah. uh, episode but the crisis text line for twala is to text t-w-l-o-h-a to 741-741 um, national suicide prevention lifeline is 1-800-273-8255 uh, 1-800-273-8255 um, and then the uh Oh, is this the uh, Spanish? The Spanish one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so the same suicide prevention lifeline for those that speak Spanish is one eight eight six two eight ninety four fifty four one eight eight six two eight ninety four fifty four. And so, what's the Trevor Project? The Trevor Project is um, a guy that identified as 
a homosexual. Gotcha. Um, and I mean, he ended up committing suicide over it because mm. of all the hate and stuff that he got. So they created a project you gotcha. know, just for that. Gotcha. Cool. Well, the number for that is one eight six six four eight eight seven three. Eight six one eight six six four eight eight seven three eight six or text start to seven six eight seven six eight. Um, so I will put those lines in the description for this episode. Um, just know, like Amber said, reaching out for help is strong. It's not weak. Um, Paul ca- calls us in uh, one of his letters in the New Testament to to lean on each other, to carry each other's burdens. And so if you're a believer doing life with other believers, let those believers that you trust and that know you best and know you well carry your burdens. Um, and, and I pray that they carry them well because uh, I know that is a heavy thing to offload and an even heavier, like, vulnerable portion of your life to let someone in on. Um, So, anyways, you guys are awesome. I hope you guys have enjoyed this episode. Amber, once again, thank you so much for being on. Um, I have T-shirts for sale. Um, If you want one, let me know. They're $20. Maybe doing a sale soon. We'll know. We'll find out. Um, And so, anyways, I appreciate you guys, and I will talk to you guys next week. See you guys. (laughs)